Hey, welcome back to the Infest Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And this is episode 333. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> so so are we going to do something special for when we get to the 355 episode? <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to re, we're going to review that piece of horseshit movie. And we're going to go back and finish talking about uh, why the last man. <laughs> if, if, if you guys didn't catch that sound, that was Daryl literally throwing up in his mouth. <laughs> Anyway, welcome back to the show. Um, so much has happened this week, Daryl. Uh, I know. Ezra Miller is on the verge of, of, of being replaced as the Flash. The Warner Media execs are are getting tossed overboard like they're the tea at the Boston Tea Party. Moon Knight happened. You finally saw Morbius. And we're yeah. going to talk about the Hyperions finally. We're finally going to talk about the Hyperions. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of stuff. We do have a lot of stuff, but we're going to go through the first two things kind of quickly. So, yeah, you ready? I'm ready. All right. So Ezra Miller, our our, our good our good buddy Ezra Miller, right? Um, <laughs> the the uh, what is he? He's they them now, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I'm looking at this Rolling Stone article. It's linked in the show notes. And the picture they used, oh, he's wearing like a skull necklace and a fur coat and like whoever did his makeup, I mean, it looks fabulous. Let's let's not, I mean, like let's give credit to where credit is due for the makeup artist, but he is definitely dressed as someone who is having a mental breakdown. Yeah. Remember and when Shia LaBeouf went crazy? Oh yeah. Like this is like another that this is that but at another level. Yeah. What is Shia doing now by the way? Uh I mean he did that fucking awesome ass movie The Peanut Butter Falcon. What, I still need to watch it. I know oh, you said that was a very good movie. It is so good. I, one I'm a I'm a Shia LaBeouf stan, right? I'm I'm I'll pretty much watch whatever he does. Uh, he did the, uh, the tax collector movie or whatever it was called. That's on, it was on Hulu. I don't know if it's still on there, but if it's, it, it you should definitely watch that. He's like a Mexican gangster. Um, it's really good, but anyway, uh, but apparently it turns out that, that Miller had frequent there. It's coming out now, of course, you know, when, when someone's down, you got to kick them. So I'm going to lace up my steel toed boots, but, uh, so apparently Ezra Miller was like a problem on set. He kept losing yeah. it and didn't know what he was doing and, and this and that. And, you know, then he's in Hawaii and getting into fights with people and threatening to kill the people whose house he was in. And yeah. So Warners, you have a precedent for this now because you fired Johnny Depp after all the shit that Amber, uh, Amber Heard did to him. Did to him. Yeah. Not what he did to her, what she did to him. So the people that he harassed obviously are never going to work for Warner Brothers. Right. So I, I did see an article headline. Uh, I don't remember where it was, and I didn't click on it. But the headline was like uh, WB slash DCEU star, something like that, yeah. might get the Gino Carano treatment. for. And I just. Uh, wait, wait, they're going to compare him yeah, exactly. to, to the woman who started a movement. Right. So here's the thing. Gina Carano is mentally, physically, and emotionally strong person. 
Ezra Miller's a bitch. Yeah. And there's two different things going on here. One, even before all of this started, you know, you, I know you don't like him as an actor. I thought I think he's fine as an actor. I think he's ter- he was terribly miscast. I think we both agree on that. 100. As Barry Miller, The Flash. It should have never happened. Barry never. Allen. Barry Allen, yeah. You uh, said Miller. But now... I don't know who Barry yeah, Miller is. <laughs> Barry Miller, Ezra Allen, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have this, and like you said, you have a precedent for this. The fact that he's gotten away... Well, the first time this happened, over a year ago, nothing happened. And now, uh, based uh, according to this article in Insiders, they said they had... Yeah. like they, The execs had a emergency meeting to mm-hmm. kind of put the breaks on anything related to him yeah and i don't I, and again I, i'm very uh interested to see how this kind of p- relays into the next story where we talk about you know the wb executives you know just getting tossed uh, you know overboard like they should be i i wonder if that you know when the new leadership comes on how they're going to going to view this right right and if they'll make a more um a more aggressive decision because I think he should be let go. I personally think, and again, part of this might be my prejudice in what I've read about, you know, some of the rumors about the flash movie. Mm -hmm. I think the flash movie should be absolutely be scrapped. A hundred percent. Like, I mean, it's been, it's been trouble since it started and you know, yeah, great. We've got Michael Keaton coming back as Batman and we've got Ben Affleck coming back as Batman and they're going to kill baby, the baby version of Henry Cavill, Superman. Just, just don't do it because to go along with this, like we talked about last week, the whole black Superman thing from Jar Jar Abrams and the racist Tanahini C Coates is, is it's dead on arrival because they can't, he's not Tanahini C Coates is not capable of doing this. No. So absolutely not. And, and Ezra Miller is not capable of doing this. It's just, you know, one, I, I think they should scrap the flash movie. Because they'll make more from the insurance than they will from whatever the train wreck that it turns out to be. And two, get the kid the help he needs. Yeah. Right? Because there's something absolutely wrong. It, I, I'm not saying know, fire him or cancel him. Get them the help that he needs. There's something yeah. going on there, and he needs help. Yeah. He absolutely does. Like, let's, and, let's you know, normalize that. Let's, like, you know, like, you know I, can, I can call him a little bitch, and I can complain about him and not like him. But it doesn't change the fact that I still feel like he needs help and that the people at Warner Brothers who have exploited him for years and years and years should do it. Mm-hmm. So a hundred percent. But yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, it's sad. It really is sad more than anything, mm-hmm. but all right. No. Um, moving on. You know, it's oh, not sorry. sad. No, what? Uh, the Warner Brothers execs getting you know, shit can <laughs> or. Yeah, or stepping down, stepping away. Yeah, I mean, so we knew um, Jason Kalar was not long for the Warner Media w- world when he took over as the chair and CEO of Warner Brothers. Um, or I'm sorry, the CEO of Warner Media. Uh, I am I'm surprised that Ann Sarnoff, who is the chair and CEO of Warner Brothers, I apologize, um, has been let go. So or you know is is you know going away. But yeah, um, hey. Discovery, Warner Media, while you're at it, get Jim Lee out of there. Gone. Uh, get Walter Hamada yes. out of there. Gone. Yes. Um, like, let's not even hesitate. Let's just fire them now. Um, I mean, Jim Lee can, can 
just draw covers for the rest of his life. And I'm sure that would make him much happier. Uh, also while we're at it, Superman and Lois on HBO max ASAP. Like yesterday. Yeah. Like just put the whole, like everything up from the season and then let's, let's, let's go tick, tick, boom. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I, I think I think this is interesting. So with this merger, Discovery Plus and HBO Max are going to have to merge. And then CNN Plus, which, again, is another dead-on-arrival product. They already announced layoffs coming in May for all of CNN because the launch of CNN Plus went so bad. And uh, they cut it. They cut the light. They, they put a lifetime thing where you could get it for, like, half price after a day. That's how bad the launch of CNN Plus was. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a better. Uh, oh, I mean, nobody news trusts channel. CNN. No, like you know, I don't. Yeah. I don't care what side of the aisle you you think you're on. CNN is the the least trusted name in news, and oh, you absolutely, know, it is. it's it's just a hundred percent ridiculous of how how that that channel has been or that I guess channel has been handled. Um, the way that it's turned into, uh, newsertainment and not news and that you have people like Brian Stelter on there who, again, Hey, the discovery, chuck him out too. And all of his hidden Twinkies in his office. Um, the dude's 35. He looks like he's 50 something. What? Yeah. The dude is 35 years old, man. He's had a hard life. I, I just, I, well, one, I and mean, incompetence. when you're that round, you know, it's hard to look young Two, when you're that bald, it's hard to look young, just plain and simple. That's fair. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, but yeah, but when also, but when you lie that much, it's really hard to look young because <laughs> you know, you, you have to like, you know, I, we joke that I don't have a soul, but like I look young because I have a soul because I'm actually a pretty good person in real life. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, I just play a, not a so good person on the podcast, but, uh, spoilers. Uh, if you need help, actually, I will help you. You just message me and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Um, but yeah, it's, it, this could, this can't happen fast enough. Right. Um, I think the fact that, HBO's only got 73.8 million global subscribers right now, or had at the end of 2021. I don't know where it's at right now. Um, is, is not like super promising, but I will still like go to the mattresses as far as HBO max being dollar for dollar, the best streaming service that you can put your money into. Yeah. Cause there's so much good stuff there and like there. there's good stuff for Everyone, if you're woke, there's a ton of shit on there. If you're not woke, there's a ton of shit on there. Um, and like, you know, I, I, I think, I think, you know, it's fair to say neither one of us are woke. Sorry guys, uh, girls out there were not, but like, I really enjoyed the first season of that show Euphoria with Zendaya. Oh yeah. And the I only reason I haven't watched the two. second season yet is because I'm not currently watching a ton of TV. Right. Plain and simple. I've, yeah, I've, I've got a bunch of things going on in my life and TV is the least other than the stuff that we're watching for the podcast. The TV is the least of my, my concerns at the moment. Yeah. It's been, it's been put on the back burner along with a lot of stuff. I mean, stuff I like, like upload. Um, 
Yeah. So I'm kind of similarly in the same boat. I haven't been watching as much. I, I actually, I've watched more cooking stuff and survival stuff than anything, which, again, fun stuff. Right. But I really am looking forward to what Discovery can do to clean up this whole mess, this WB mess, what they've done, you know, just the abomination they've done with the DCEU. Just it's, I won't call it a disaster because there have been some good films and good things that come out of it. But when you have these rich type characters and you've made a mess of it like they have, right? I mean, that's that's inexcusable. Yeah, like, and, and I, we we just have to when when you think about the mess that they've made. How dare you? <laughs> Am I right? I think I'm right. You you are right, sir. You're you're right, good sir. So, <laughs> but but yeah, it, it's just it's one of these things where. I'm sorry for anybody who's losing their job, right? I really am. And I I think the Warner, for the, for the most part, the Warner PPA people, the Warner media people on the side of HBO max and just HBO in general have been the strongest part of that company for the better part of a quarter century. Yes. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, for all we know, like this is the end of DC on television and in movies. It very easily could be like discovery could be like, we've had enough. Like this, expe- this, this, this experiment is a failure and we're just not gonna, we're, we're not gonna follow through on this. So, yeah, but <sighs> I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Uh, I just hope the price of, of Max doesn't go up too much. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. Here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. Here is 100% uh, hoping. Um, all right. So, we're going to talk now about something that we, I think, disagree on, and that's Moon Knight. Really? I mean, I think you like it, right? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I do. I do. I do like it. Um, I, I actually do. I do like it. Yeah, I, I'm. 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 I'm in a different boat than you. Um. But yeah. So why don't you? Why don't you kick us off on this one? Okay. So, yeah. You know, as far as where we go with the plot wise, episode one, you, we saw Moon Knight for the first time, mm-hmm. and then this kind of picks up uh, the next day with Stephen Grant going to back to his job and. Again, I there are things I like about the Stephen Grant character. What I don't like, and this is what I told you, is that they're playing this character too much for laughs. Right. Because there is a good story under there with him, and you see it here and there. Like, you saw it in episode one. And this is, I mean, part of this is Oscar Isaacs. It's just, I love Oscar Isaacs as an actor. Uh, Oscar Isaacs and, is fantastic. I mean, yeah. he really and, is. And the scene in when in, in episode one where he realizes he's lost two days and his reaction when he asks, asks the you know, Mater D, what was the day? And the guy says, it's Sunday. And his reaction where he's like, I guess I'll have a steak. And he's, ba- he's basically trying to hold it together. Right. And you get that here. And this, this is the part of the episode that I love is where he's trying to fight Mark Spector, who's trying to say, hey, dude, let me take over. Right. I need the body. It's going to help us out. 
And this is where Oscar Isaacs, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a, a, a James McAvoy from Split, which his that acting job was just one of the best I've seen in a movie. Right. How he went from personality oh, yeah. to personality. Well, part of it, too, is there's that physical change that he went through. Like kind right. of the way he would like move his shoulders around and there's just things he can do with that. He does with his shoulder blades that made that really made you sell that. And, and, you know, obviously Oscar's not going that far. Right. And there, there, there was a, there is a, absolutely, you can see a change, especially when he sees himself on the screen and mm-hmm. it, and it's Mark and he says, that ain't me, mate. <laughs> And you could definitely, but it's yeah, to your point. It's not that far. I I love the that back and forth of him trying to rectify what's going on with himself. And and there are parts I, I just only like. Uh, the the again, what I definitely did not like in this episode is at the at the point where he and Layla, which we'll, I'll get into a, a bit, mm-hmm. you know, are trying to escape Harrow, Arthur Harrow, and the one scene I do like is where he's saying, telling her, I can't do it. Right. I, I, and he, he doesn't, because he knows what happens when it, it's not that he's afraid of becoming Moon Knight necessarily or losing control, although I think he is. He's afraid of hurting people. Right. And that's fine. Right. And she sees that. She eventually sees that and she says, okay, it, it's fine. We'll try another way. What I didn't like is he, he becomes Mr. Knight, and that's an aspect of Moon Knight in the comics, uh, which I, and again, we both said it, that wasn't needed. That was not needed at all, right. this, especially this early in the show. It was just weird. It didn't fit. And, and then, you know, the whole Mr. Knight thing is, it was out of context. Yes. And, and, it, it, and was, it, was a, it was so fan servicey that it took away from, like, what could have been a much cooler reveal down the line. Right. And more. And this is where I definitely didn't like is they played it for a joke mm-hmm. and they played it for a joke for way too long. If you would have played it for the joke when he, you know, he turns into it and he right. looks in the mirror and he's like, dude, I look kind of fine. I look yeah. kind of cool. That that would have been fine. But they they keep and this is the Marvel way, it seems. And this is the problem I've had with some of the Marvel Marvel movies and shows is that they don't know how to just tone it down. And let the you know, let the scene breathe right. or in this case just let the tone keep the tone and this that's where tonally it was off too for about that three minute mark where he's mr knight and he's fighting this you know this jackal dog it's just off tonally from the rest of the episode like even though there's humor throughout the episode right with with uh steven that part is tonally totally different that it, it's jarring mm-hmm. and i i just remember watching it for the first time and i'm rolling my eyes the whole time until he becomes until he lets mark specter truly take over and become moon knight and right. then it gets back on track and the, i will, uh, other I will thing say I, that like little the little scene of of moon knight versus the dog like at the end when he kills yes. it that was fucking awesome and whoever's in that suit is you can is definitely running like an athlete because sometimes yeah. you see when yeah. people run, they do not run like an athlete. Whoever's in that suit is definitely, uh, Tom definitely an athlete. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise. Um. <laughs> so, and, and real quick, I, I wasn't a fan of Layla, the, the actress, to, like just anything about her, yeah. really. And again, that might change. 
I didn't like those are the two things I didn't like. Overall, yeah. though, I really appreciated this episode. I thought it was a step up from well, yeah, you know, episode it's all one. about like, but it's all about making Layla the next Moon Knight. Which that, that seems to be where they're going, and and because that's threatened, right? That was threatened by uh, Khonshu. Yeah. Yes. So we know it's going to happen. Like I said, <laughs> I, I think you're right. It's going to happen in this season, but it's not going to be. Yeah, going forward in the sense it's just, it, it, we are going to get it. I, mean, I, I almost I'm almost certain we're going to get it. I mean, I told you this is literally like a Colleen Wing thing from from right. uh, Iron Fist, where you know she's going to end up as the Moon Knight character. Oh, the the only thing I will say about Colleen Wing, she was so, so much her character was <laughs> so, so much stronger than that abomination that was Danny Rand. Well, the problem with the Danny Rand character. Was one, well, he was written to only say, I'm the Iron Fist. And two, Finn Jones, it turns out, cannot act. Yeah, about that. So, <laughs> um, sorry, dude, you were good. Like, now I know why in Lord of the Rings, the double D's kept you on scene for, oh, about four minutes a show, like every couple <laughs> episodes, um, because you're very pretty. <laughs> But brother, you can't act. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, all right. So real quick, out of five, call me Mister Knights. What do you give the episode? So I would give it a three and a half. I, I mean, I the parts I enjoyed, I really enjoyed. And uh-huh. again, this is something that I've been surprised about. Uh, I, I like Oscar Isaac's what he's done as Steven again. Still issues with Steven. Right. Just tone it down a little bit, guys. Just tone it down. Bring it back. Keep that more serious tone. Yeah, Cut out about it, uh, and again, I, like think Batman, right? Think how dark Batman yeah. is, and like, right? Go like, just gray version of that, not black. Yes. Like the PG, like the PG that's version perfect. of that, right? Yeah, that's um, that's perfect, right there. And, and 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 you'll be good, and and it'll be a fun show that people are enjoying. That looks great because it does look great. It really, really mm-hmm. does. The production does. quality yes. is very, very, very good. At the same time, and, and I'll say Oscar is very good too. Um, and Ethan, we can't forget about yes. talking about Ethan. I really um, like their back and forth in this, especially this episode. Right. I really like their 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 conversation. Right. Uh, I really like that. Lean on that, like you said. Go gray. Again, we can't do it. it there's nothing to do about it now. They've already filmed it, but I'm hoping that's it's a little bit more of that gray Moon Knight and mm-hmm. a little bit less Marvel MCU. Right. Like, think the Netflix Marvel shows for this one. Right. That's that's an absolute perfect. Like, look at the Daredevil. Think yeah. of that. Daredevil, Jessica and how Jones. Good that was. That's what you want to do. Yes. Um, and while you're at it, when he's in the hood, make the face black, not white. So it looks like there's uh, a shadow over it. Yes. I actually like that idea. I mean, looking at it this episode, I really liked it. But when I'm it's thinking about so how you were saying it. It's so monochrome yeah. white that it just, especially with the eyes lit up like that. Like, I just think it would have added like a presence, even if they went in and just in post, put a shadow over the face. Like that I, would have been fine. I just think that adds, that adds a little bit more character to it. It adds depth to the, not just the perception of the suit, but like, yeah, just the face and, and kind of what's happening there. Anyway, 
yeah. So, what was your uh, oh upgrading uh, of summon I, I, the suit? I stuck with uh, out of five. Call me Mister Knights. I, I stuck with my two point five from from last week okay. again this week. I don't think it was a step up. I don't think it was a step down. I, I think it was just kind of more of the same. And I one hundred percent fell asleep in the middle of the day watching this episode the very first time. Mm-hmm. You do that a lot with shows. Well, they're boring. <laughs> it's just like, well, didn't you to... fall asleep with the Hyperions? Well, but I started watching that at three a.m. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, again, you you tend to you do like even though it was I, middle I have, of the day. I, I have started falling asleep watching things more and more. Yes, I will. Uh, I will admit well, that. I mean, that's but... what happens when you're getting up at five a.m. You know. Hey, that, crushing it in the gym. You got to rise and grind, man. Rise and grind. <laughs> <laughs> rock, no, wait. Rise and slay. <laughs> Dropping um, plates. Just moving iron like it's like it's my bitch. <laughs> I did two. What was it? Two eighty-five yesterday. Five sets of ten. Uh, deadlift. Oh, okay. No belt, no um, no no chalk, no wraps because I don't cheat. <laughs> the people who have to wrap it around the bar don't have to go strength to pick it up, so that tells me that they can't actually hold that weight. Yeah, you do that when you're over not overtraining, but you you do do that when you're trying to like do heavy heavy stuff, yeah. and you know your grip is not going to last because I mean even you know. The pros do that. I'm so, I'm a hundred percent sure I can do 425 no chalk right now. Mm-hmm. So probably for probably three sets of three. Yeah, but, although my hands are all up tore to up that. today. <laughs> yeah, I have to get back up to that that mark. I'm um, surprised some... that with the weight loss that I've had, that my strength mm-hmm. has gone up in in almost everything. Because you're not losing muscle, you're actually gaining muscle. I don't know. So I'm eating like a lot of protein. So, yeah. uh, and thank you for joining Daryl and Brian on the fitness. Podcast. Yeah, welcome to the fitness hour, the infamous <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, you just saw this movie, so it's way more fresh yes. in your head than mine. But Morbius, the 2022 Marvel, uh, Sony Marvel film, and I will say. I look more forward to the Sony Marvel films than the MCU right now. I can't say that I do that uh, because I'm really looking forward to Doctor Strange. I still don't know what I'm thinking about Thor, the Dark World. I I think there's kind of, and again, I think there's a reason we haven't gotten a trailer yet. And that this is conspiracy theory, Daryl. That again, this is the longest, this is the shortest time frame between getting a trailer and the release of the movie ever. Like the Hulk was incredible. Hulk was 93 days or something. Right. This is like under that now. So don't know why. Hmm. But with that being said, the Sony movies, they have issues, but they're fun. They do have their issues. I'm not, I'm not going to deny, I'm not denying that at all. Right. Um, I will say this, and this is what I told you today after I saw it. I don't know what people are talking about. Right. Again, not saying this is the greatest movie ever, but the fact that this is the, like, you're getting 18 on Rotten Tomatoes. My first thing, my first uh, bullet point, exhibit A on why you can never trust Rotten Tomatoes and must find your own trusted reviewers. 
mm-hmm. because the fact that this is getting hammered like this is absolute bullshit. Right. Like full stop. Like nothing else. It's absolute bullshit. I mean, is it the best movie out there? No. But no, not not at all. Not a, not at all. It, it's a good movie, but it also doesn't fall under any like narrative of a film like as far as like modern nonsensory from from one side or the other um it's a movie that that focuses on the character of dr michael morbius and his good friend lucian who he refuses to call anything but milo (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i love that scene with the kids he's like i'm gonna call you milo but my name is lucian like the Milo, like kid before you was Milo. And right. I think the kid before him was Milo. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't have time <laughs> to learn anybody's names. Um, but no, my name is Lucian. It's Lucian. Please call me Lucian. No, Milo, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> dude, little Milo gets the shit kicked out of him. Oh, did you time. think he was going to die? I, I, for a second, I thought he was. I thought yeah. he was going to be put hospitalized, like badly, badly beaten. Mm-hmm. but like talking about this movie uh like you were talking about the characters i think jared leto was mm-hmm. did very well as michael morbius and again morbius was one of those comics that i read here and there like i mean way back in the day when i was you know growing up a kid and right my brother i still remember like i think it was issue one where he is like on top of the gargoyle and this there was a scene in the movie that reminded me of this with his you know black and mm-hmm. purple outfit and my brother did a drawing of it. it oh, if cool. you looked at it, you would think you would think it would it was a tracing of it. Yeah. But and my brother used to be like he was a, a very good artist, and he could have. I mean, he was really good at stuff like that. But Jared Leto was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked uh, Matt Smith. Yeah, I believe same. he's your favorite like, doctor, right? Well, no, but I, I actually really <laughs> liked him in this. Um, I mean, this gave such like nostalgia vibes from the '90s cartoon. Which I appreciated, yes. like even even with um, with bank with um, Doctor Bancroft and everything from the cartoon and and all of that, and just it was so good. Like as far as characters go, like they built every everybody got a good arc. Um, and we had Anderson Dawes. Jared, I I love when Jared Harris shows up and stuff. Yes, I just I, like, I really like him. Yeah. Um. But the, the 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 one the one character that I, I I did not really like was Tyrese Gibson as Simon Stroud. Like, and it's because I can't separate Tyrese from the characters he plays anymore. Well, for me, it, I thought he was the most serviceable of himself mm-hmm. and his detective partner. They were for me the worst part of the movie. Oh yeah, they every were, time they came on scene. They were Ig and Ook. It's like, really, guys? Yeah, You're I, just going to chew up five minutes of scene. We could be watching yeah. some cool vampire on vampire fighting. Yeah. And, and I and I sort of get why they added these guys in there. But also, at the same time, they could have been one of those things. They should have been more tertiary characters mm-hmm. where they didn't get really a lot. They got too much screen time, if anything. Yeah. Because one of my issues with this movie was I wanted more from... Morbius and 
Lucian slash Milo mm-hmm. in the sense of seeing them together more and right. having a more either a more established heel turn for Lucian of why he did that or and this is where I think would have been better how the serum taking the serum affects people differently right I, I think and again it doesn't it didn't have to be this whole drawn out 10 extra minutes or anything like that it could have been you know just a few lines here and there especially if they did the latter and it said hey this affects people differently and this is I, why or yeah, something. or I not think, even this is why but to your point like when we got the Kaiser Sose moment with Milo like just a little bit more where we saw like a couple different powers out of like a couple of different powers out of him that he had would have right. been really cool yeah I, I I think that would have been so. better and that that would have satisfied me a little bit more than and, yeah and I, I think a little more them. of Michael's uh training montage would have been good yes because one, we love training montages. I mean, there's going to be a montage. Like you got to go yes. all in. Montage. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> and I, I did like Adria Ajorno. Yeah. Who? She was in. Uh, did you ever watch that Good Omens show on yeah, Amazon Prime? We talked about that. Um, yeah. It she, was. I liked her as Martine. Yeah, I liked the book better, but um, yeah, of, much. Of I liked the book a lot better because I I, yes. I thought the movie was was not was not great, um, <laughs> or the show was not great. But I, I liked her in this until I read that she said the character was the smart one in the room, and she took uh, inspiration from politician and activist AOC. Did she really said that? Yeah, that she, that's a quote she had. And it's like, really? Because you were the smart one in the room. And AOC is never the smart one in any room that she's ever in, even when she's alone. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Um, wait, wait a minute. So she's the smart one in the room with the guy who won the Nobel Prize. Who, who, who not only won it, but turned it down, which was great. I love yeah. that scene. He's like, I love no, that. Yeah. No, no, thank you. I don't, I don't want the award. <laughs> and I haven't earned the award until I've cured my disease. I loved yeah. his voice in this. Yeah, I, I did. Like, I, I really like this. I, I, like, I like Jared he, Leto like mm-hmm. half the time, right? Yeah. Um, but in this, like, man, it made me forget all about the. <laughs> stupid ass Joker laugh that he did. Oh, man. I, I, and, I, and what you said when you went to go see it, you said, mm. hey, I'd watch this again. 100%. I would, go see this I would 100%. 100% go see this in the theater and I will buy it yeah. probably the day it can, comes out on, on uh, Apple TV. Apple TV. Uh, Apple, yeah, whatever, iTunes, just like I did Venom 2. Yes. Yeah. And this is one of those that, again, I, I was t- I told you a little bit, this is very similar to Venom, the Venom mm-hmm. you know, 2 movies in the yeah. sense of it, they're very fun. There's a lot of good comic book stuff in there, but they have their issues. They have right. some serious hiccups. Yeah. I think I probably like the first Venom more, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, I think this does a better job in the first half of the movie keeping my interest because i think the first half of venom is a little bit slower yeah uh i love but i love the tom hardy venom dynamic right more than anything probably more than anything in this move in this movie with that being said i like this one a lot more than i liked venom 2 
yeah, yeah. in the sense of a rewatch. Like I, I really want to watch this again, and I'm actually, I'm absolutely going to buy this again. Yeah, buy this when it comes I, out. I'm serious. I might go just, I might just go uh, see this in the theater again. Yeah, I. Again, I understand that people have Do different you have a dog tastes. There? No, that's not on here. Oh, that's here. Do you hear it? Yeah. Huh. Anyway, sorry guys. Uh, this is what happens yeah. when you live in an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the thing is, I understand that, but then I I look at this movie and I compare it to a movie you haven't seen, right? And probably will never see, and it's it's actually save your save your two and a half hours, the Eternals. Yeah, Etern. This movie is in every facet a more interesting, and not just because it's forty five minutes shorter. It's just every way this movie is a more entertaining movie than Eternals, mm-hmm. which is one of the worst comic book movies I have ever seen. Right. And I'm not exaggerating. It, it, it's a terrible movie. Terrible movie. Right. And it has nothing to do with the wokeness because, again, you look at Shang-Chi and some of the stuff that went on with that, with that idiot Simu Lu. I actually had fun with that, with just looking at the movie. I actually had fun with that movie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't perfect, but I had fun with it. Man, but, I wish I could watch movies like that and be like, yeah. you know, that was still a fun movie, even though he's an idiot. Yeah. Like, I, well, I, just, I, I, again, I can't the, separate that stuff so, anymore. Yeah. I, I, I can. I was ready to just bang on Shang-Chi when I want, went to go see it. Yeah. I was just ready to bang on it. And then I watched it and I was like, okay, it's again, it's not in my top 10. It's not in my top. It's probably like the 15 to 16 range. Right. But I would watch it again before I watch Black Panther, put it that way. Okay. So fair, <laughs> but this movie is—it's a lot of fun. I really like the Morbius looked absolutely looked like Morbius from the comics. That was uh, the comics and the cartoon, which I think you know yes. he was missing like the little suckers on his hands, but that's okay. Like I didn't need yeah. that. He didn't have the face full time, which again we didn't need that. Um, but yeah, I just I I I liked. I like the character. I thought I thought he was a good character. So the one thing I did say, and again, this is the same with Venom. Mm -hmm. I think this would have been better rated R. Not not you know it wasn't hundred percent necessary. It's not like the rated R right would have brought it up like a whole point, but I think it would have brought it up half a point for me. Just like Venom again, Mm -hmm. just like the two Venom movies. I thought it could have been a little bit better, and also the post credit scenes seems so tacked on like did you seemed, did you watch the pitch meeting about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just watched the pitch meeting a couple so, hours ago that's funny so pitch meeting came out we we're recording this on on thursday the 7th pitch meeting one pitch meeting has its own channel go subscribe yes. you don't have to deal with that horrific screen rant shit anymore um and two uh that was a good one that was that was really funny um Especially when he's talking about the end and how, you know, it's like, oh, no, it's, it doesn't need to make sense. (laughs) So, uh, but he used alien tech. That's okay. He still has his wings. (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, Yeah. that was a little tacked on. But again, overall, it was one of those movies that 
and again, this this is not like I'm saying like, oh, that movie was dumb, but I loved it. No, I actually liked it. And I thought there were parts of it that were actually very good, yep. particularly like we said, the Leto, Matt Smith, uh, that dynamic, which again could have been better. But I, there's a lot I like about this movie and a lot I think it's good about this movie. Mm-hmm. A defter hand, I think it could have been even better, but still, even for what it was, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and yeah. I look forward to seeing it again. I mean, so Daniel uh, Espinoza, the director, I mean, this is, what, well, he had one, two, three, four, five. He had seven movies before that. This is, this is the fourth U.S. movie he's done. Okay. So, I mean. Anything you've heard of? Um, he did that Life Um Oh, with Ryan Reynolds? With, uh, yeah, was it Ryan Reynolds? No, uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, so yeah, he directed which, Life, which an, was pretty decent. Um, yeah, that's he, another movie that had issues, but I actually enjoyed it. He did Child 44 with Tom Hardy and Gary Oldman, which is pretty underrated. Um, uh, I never saw that one. Uh, and then uh, he did Safe House in, in 2012 with uh, Denzel. Oh, with and Denzel? Ryan, and Ryan Reynolds. I really like that so, movie. That was a fun movie. I really um, like that one. You know, you would almost think that like <laughs> maybe he needed Ryan Reynolds in this movie <laughs> to be Morbius. <laughs> um, like I don't know if, if Leto went like full method like he likes to do and was like sucking people's blood, but <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I'm teasing. But yeah, it's it's. It's good. Like, it's a, uh, I don't know. I liked it. Okay. So out of, um, what did I call this one? Oh, out of 10 living vampires. Um, what do you give it? Which by the way, I love that Morbius living vampire. Oh yeah. I give this six, six and a half out of 10. Uh, again, not a perfect movie. Yeah. It has some issues, but I think it does what I like to call the most important thing about a movie. It kept me entertained. Yeah. And it also, pretty much made me a fan and and i actually do want to see this character more mm-hmm. i do oh, want to see yeah. this character like, more this is another one of these ones where like um like uncharted i get i could deal with like a morbius movie every three years and be perfectly happy yeah 100 percent. i don't think leto wants to do a morbius movie every three years but no whatever um yeah so i went 7.5 i went okay. higher than That's... you which is rare um yeah you know, I, I like, and obviously this isn't like, I don't compare my ratings to other movies or things like that. Uh, this was just, this is just a fun movie. It's, it's, I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't read any of the reviews until after I saw it. And as I was reading them, I was like, what movie did you watch? Did I watch a different movie than you watched? Because, yeah. Um, and, and then the fact that I want to see this again, like to me, yeah. like, like I, I was per like, you know, I went in with no expectations, which is kind of how I typically go into movies because I don't watch trailers other than maybe the first one. And I don't think I've been watching like a year ago. I don't think I've been watching the entirety of the first trailer. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Like Morbius is not a character I, I've ever like really gone out of my way to read. Um, I remember as a kid reading like Morbius when he was in like the blade books or the Spider-Man books, but then having Morbius in the com in the cartoon really kind of helped add some affinity for the character. 
Um, but, but yeah, it was, it's just, it's one of those things where like, this was a fun movie. Um, there's no agenda in this movie other than to have a character driven superhero story. Right. It's very reminiscent of the early Marvel movies in that way. Yes. It's not on that and that's level. How they should like like no. Daniel Bryan just walked in the room and and as like the early MCU and and looked at Morbius and said, "You're not on my level." <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right. Let's move on to the last thing we're going to talk about this evening, or whenever you're listening, um, the Hyperions. Um, this is the latest outing from the Daily Wire. It says here, the Hyperions are a broken up team of superheroes suddenly thrown into the spotlight again when two of them go rogue and attempt to gain back their lost superpowers. Um, this stars Carrie Elways, Penelope Mitchell, Elaine Tan, Alfonso McCulley, Tanner Buchanan, and Kelly Price. Which, by the way, uh, <laughs> Buchanan was in it for like five seconds. Well, I mean, and he was unrecognizable, by the way. Yeah. I, I So w- that one of the things I was trying to look up, when did production end on this film? Do uh, you know? Like that, I, I have not been. There's I, not even a I Wikipedia find anything. for this. Yeah, I couldn't find anything on it. Well, okay. So part of the thing is Daily Wire bought this movie, right? So like, right. No, like so people aren't covering this the way they should. Um but yeah, I, it took me a second to realize that Apollo was was Tanner Buchanan. Yeah, he, he looks so, especially after seeing him as Robbie in yeah. season the last well, season. It's of the hair, Cobra it's Kai. the facial hair, it's all that, you know. But yeah, um, but I really liked Penelope Mitchell. Yes, I thought she was great in this. Yeah, uh, she had, she had a the anger like she had a, a myriad of emotions where it was like that mm-hmm. you know that confidence and un, unsure confidence in the sense of you know i want to do this i'm not sure if this is the right thing but then as the story unfolds you see why she's doing it but you also see that anger and the hurt and resentment she has as feeling that her father who is professor mandelbaum prayed by carriels is you know he betrayed like not betrayed her, but kicked her out, you know, kind of like excised her from the family. Right. But then you later on, you see what she did that kind of fostered some of that. Right. Like she's not, stuff, innocent. Some she's of not his necessarily reaction. innocent. Yeah. Right. Like right. this is the beauty of this movie yeah. is no one's actually innocent. Right. Um, and, and, you know, she kind of had her, she had like a very Kylo Ren like vibe to her. Like, um, she felt jilted for something that she had done um, without like taking accountability for, for how she messed up. Does yeah. That makes sense. Right. And she did, she was trying to make amends over the years. Right. Uh, we do see that we end up, do, we end up seeing that because what she did was a heinous thing. Uh, no matter why she did it, uh, it was a terrible thing to do to right. someone. Right. Uh, but a little bit more about my thoughts on just the overall, not, not talking about the plot or yeah. characters. Like, I really love how they leaned into that seventies atmosphere. Yeah. From a, you know, everything. The whole, Cinematography. The whole thing. Yeah. It was like, I told you it was like that, that like sixties, like Hong Kong cinema 
the way it would like right. do the fast close in on their eyes and things like that. And like they would give like the surprised eyes look. Um, yeah, it was, it was just a lot. It was fun. It was, again, this was another fun movie and this was exactly the movie that the daily wire needed to follow up shut in with. Right. And this, I, I will admit like when period, period pieces, whether they be shows or movies don't always work with me. This absolutely worked with me. Right. I, uh, I know it's billed as a comedy and there are some comedic moments. There are some moments where I, you know, chuckle, you know, audibly. anything with the hostages is funny for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You got you know, to hit you know, him Ansel and the security mm-hmm. guard trying to hit the uh, camera up top with his shoe. Yeah. What He's like, yeah, I, I tried to rob this over there. Yeah. yeah. Rob this. So there's some funny stuff in there, but there's more heart in this. Then uh, absolutely. Then I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, I because I was one of those where I saw the trailer, and this was before I think I knew it was on a Daily Wire eight too. And I was, eh. I said, meh. That looks kind of silly. But it was. It's a lot more. The trailer. It, it's one of those trailers that doesn't tell you just how deep this movie is from right. an emotional character standpoint. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think part of this too is like, this is a movie that they bought, um, the daily wire. I mean, you know, this is kind of the way they're going about this right They're They're taking these movies that have been produced and have done well at film festivals. And then they're, they're distributing them. Um, I saw the Carrie always was attached to it. And so I was like, okay, cool. I want to, I want to see this just cause I like him as an actor. Uh, I am I'm a huge fan of Penelope Mitchell at this point. <laughs> I, I like I, I want to go back and like watch some of the other stuff that she's been in and you know kind of see see what like her filmography's like and, and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, because she looks familiar to me. And yeah. So and um, I did yes. Yeah, she, she's in the twenty nineteen Hellboy. Um oh. She I couldn't was, finish that one. She's I, apparently she's in Picard. Wait a minute. Um. Oh yeah, she was in a few episodes. She was in uh, twenty episodes of Vampire Diaries. That's yep. probably where I know her from. Um. She was also on Hemlock Grove, which was the first Netflix original series. Yeah, I never finished that. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean like Hemlock Grove was actually decent for the first se- the first I actually, yeah. season. I think I, I think the second season that, was pretty. That's decent. all I watched. Um, I didn't get the other seasons, but I liked season one. But yeah, I didn't watch Vampire Diaries, so I didn't know her from that. But um, but yeah, I remembered her from Hellboy. And then I guess like this says she's in Picard, which I haven't been watching, which I'm, 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 I didn't like the finale of the first season, so I wasn't coming back. Um, they should have killed him, and they should have named the ship Picard. All right, I've said it. <laughs> um <laughs> Right, because it's usually called the like Enterprise or whatever Voyager. That's kind of Deep Space Nine. That's kind of the way they went with it. They named like whatever like they were on is what the name of the show was, uh, right after TNG. But they they are the ones who set the naming convention. Discovery. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, tangent over. But no, I really, really, really liked her in this. Um, just the the pain that she had for like. And then finding out why she was doing what she was doing, trying to get the the the, um, the badge, her Titan badge back. Um, 
And the heartbreak when it was locked after she broke open the glass container and it was like locked in there. And it's like, oh, I didn't even think about this. Like, just I was so stupid. Well, it was funny. My first thought when before that even happened, I'm thinking, why would they have something that valuable just like in the middle of an exhibit to be taken by? And then then you saw the, you know, when you have the even with the when they said, hey, it's uh, fingerprint locked. Yeah, I still thought that's still you're still, you know, playing with fire there. Mm -hmm. But again, her reaction, like that's a good point. Her reaction, it wasn't somebody that wanted their power back in the sense of it would have been, I think if if it was something like that, she would have been more frustrated and and pissed off. Mm -hmm. But there was an absolute, like the fear that she showed and the desperation when she found out that they were locked in, that should have been that hint to say, you know, this is deeper than her wanting her powers back. Right. Yeah, she she needed them for something, and then finding out that it was about her daughter was was really cool. Uh, and then the end, the end was really good. Yeah, I went back and rewatched that again. The end ending. I don't want to spoil <laughs> it. I like. I think. I think one. I think you should watch this. I think people should watch this movie. Um, I think even just paying for a month of Daily Wire to watch uh, Run Hide Fight shut in in this in terror on the prairie when it comes out later, um, I think in May, uh, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna get your, your $20 worth or whatever it is. Um, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, like this is just more content. I mean, this is good content. It's good agenda list content. And again, when we're talking about movies or TV shows or any entertainment, even cartoons, whatever, anime what it doesn't matter it's about being good it's that's that's good and entertaining mm-hmm. it's, is it good great is it entertaining great that's all we want you yeah. know mm-hmm. it doesn't matter as you know if it's good and entertaining if it's focusing on the characters or the story sometimes if it's just focusing on the spectacle like some of the disaster porn that i like watching right that's fine but it has to be entertaining and we i I'd rather it be good and entertaining than just entertaining. Mm-hmm. And this was, I think this was both. It was good and entertaining. Just like, honestly, just like Morbius. Yeah. For me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, but no, I found this great review. It's, uh, well, actually this is from Film Threat um, by by Alan on Film Threat. And, and the way he kind of summed it up is, uh, in the end, the Hyperion's is good, not great. Worse as it has potential to be great. That said, it's still a good story once you understand what it's saying. I think the younger set will like this film, presuming the parents get past some of the salty language and let them watch it. Superhero fans, you're out of luck on this one. Which I I disagree with that last statement. Um, I do too. Yes. Because I'm a superhero fan and and I like this as a superhero movie because like I love the the deconstructed um you know, the deconstructed superhero. Uh, just genre. and not in the and not in the way some of these comic book hacks are deconstructing superheroes not that's not what we're talking no, about. i mean these were deconstructed and built back up just like um, um right the uh, what was it the heaven the one with jason sudeikis and evangeline Lilly. i talked to what's the director oh south name? of heaven south of heaven yeah and what was it and i talked to aaron the uh the 
the director about that. Like it was, it was that kind of like this movie was that kind of deconstruction um, of a genre, and I and I thought I thought it was good. Yeah, so. I, I I I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Again, it was one of those I should know this by now, not to judge a movie by its trailer. Right. Okay. So, so out of ten <laughs> faux badges behind the glass, what do you give it? <laughs> I give it a seven out of ten. Okay. <clears throat> it's something that I will rewatch again, and mm-hmm. I, I'm curious to see if there are certain things that I might have missed because I watched it late last night. I, I, I do think I, there's I, nuance that like repeated viewings will will like bring forward. Yeah, and, and I th- I think not just every movie's not like that, but I just something about this movie I I really feel. Yeah. I really believe that's the case for this yeah. a movie like this. Yeah. How dare you! <laughs> uh i too went seven out of ten um i'm I'm feeling generous tonight (laughs) on my movie reviews (laughs) so um but no i i think i think there there is a lot of nuance to this movie that's a lot of fun and uh i'm just interested excuse me do you see where it goes like where i I i'm interested to see what happens like with with this whole Daily Wire experiment with the content and the hundreds of millions of dollars they're pumping into to putting this stuff out and, and can they speed up their process? Cause this was good. This this is a good film. Um John McDonald was uh it was written by John McDonald and Mike Tim, and John McDonald was the director. And yeah, I I, I like the cast. I I liked I liked the like you know the almost Austin Powersy feel, yeah. <laughs> but like not not that, but not a satire because this isn't a satire at all. Um, it's an homage to an earlier earlier style of filmmaking, um, and yeah, it's just I I enjoyed it, and and I think I think other people would like this, and um, like with Shut In, a lot of people were on. I don't I I kind of I've been hopping on and off Twitter lately, um. And seeing people like, I really like Shut In until I found out it was a Daily Wire movie. I was like, really? No, you really like Shut In, and it just happens to be a Daily Wire movie. And that's right. that's that's the same thing that was with Run Hide Fight and with this. They're they're movies that were that were put out by the Daily Wire. I think Shut In was actually like done by the Daily Wire, but like, and Terror on the Prairie is being done by the Daily Wire. But like Run Hide Fight, this is one where. The, they found a distribution home in the Daily Wire. And I just said that Daily Wire a lot. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the more that they can do this, the more that they can find these hidden gems, um, the better. And yet again, third movie in a row, female lead. Yep. But not in the way that the mainstream Hollywood is pushing this shit. Yeah, that's that's and again, what's what's the next movie going to be? Well, it's our girl. Fourth straight. So yeah, fourth straight female lead. But maybe the Daily Wire is woke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give myself. How dare you! <laughs> oh, that was funny. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think a seven out of ten is a perfectly good score score for this movie. Yeah. It, it definitely has room to go up. I mean, and it could have fallen apart at several times throughout the story. So. Yeah, I think the 
director it just just everything just worked for this movie and like i've seen movies like that where it started off strong and just again just lost mm. lost the momentum and just kind of like went went out of whack yeah but this one yeah this one stayed true to itself i like to say it <laughs> how about that the detective outside that was always losing his shit over something. I like it when he dropped his gun. Give me the gun. Give me the gun. Give me the gun. Shots fired. Give me the gun. That was funny. So there were there was funny stuff in there, yeah. but I, I don't know if I would call it a, a comic. That that's like, you know, I don't know. But I again, the most important thing is I thought this was a good movie. Yeah, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yep. Cool. All right. On that note, thank you for listening. We're going to be short today. We're an hour. We're at an hour right now. So let's wrap it up. Wow. Uh, There's a quick hour, D. We went fast. We did a lot. We got a lot covered. Thank you guys for listening. Even We even had time for a fitness break. I know. <laughs> Next week, we'll talk about all the supplements Daryl takes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, no, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Um, we still got a while for Soups and Lolo to come back. So we're going to keep talking about Moon Knight um, at the moment. And I forget something comes out this week, right? Uh, ambulance. Yeah. That ambulance Jake Gyllenhaal with yeah, Michael um, Bay picture. That, is it Michael Bay? I'm di- yeah. Directing or producing? I Actually, that's a good question. I know I, I see Michael Bay's name on it. And evidently there's, to, oh, uh, there's a movie oh, Tokyo. It's directed by Michael Bay. I'm 100% going to see this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were talking about going to see that. Uh, there's Tokyo Vice is on HBO Max with Ansel Angort. Uh, Agort? I forgot how you pronounce his last name. Elgort. And Ken Ansel Wantanabe. Elgort. Yep. Wantanabe. Wantanabe. And when does... Oh, and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 comes out tomorrow. I still have to watch the first one. It should be on. Is it on HBO? It Max, was maybe? on um, Hulu forever, and it was in my list, and I never watched it. <laughs> I again, that's one another one of those movies that was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and that's an example of the director listening to fans. Yeah, interesting. When they he they put out that trailer, and you saw that god awful nightmare of a Sonic. Yeah. Show up. So I, oh, I had a lot of fun with Sonic. Yeah. Fantastic Beast 3 is next week on April 15th. Uh, oh, and so I North saw Man like in the movie is April 22nd. Uh, Outer Range. Yeah. Sorry. So Outer Range okay. is a prime video show that comes out next Friday with uh, so that means Josh Thursday. Brolin. Yeah. So it says a rancher fighting for his land and family discovers an unfathomable mystery at the edge of Wyoming's wilderness. Okay. And I actually saw the trailer for this before the movie trailers today. Uh, and it was, you know, on the, on the theater and it looks, it looks really interesting. I thought it was just a, you know, just a normal about, you know, modern day Western, but it's, it's, it has some sci- sci-fi elements the to it. Sci-fi are, slash supernatural. Yeah, it says here the Abbots are coping with the disappearance of their daughter-in-law when the neighboring Tillersons make a play for their ranch. Uh, tensions come to a head when the mysterious black void arrives in the Abbots' pasture. Dun, dun, dun. 
Yeah. Oh, it's got Imogen Poots. I'm 100% watching this, too, because I love her. And not yeah. just because her name is Imogen Poots. <laughs> she's like, she's the, if you, if, like, she's the only reason I watch Need for Speed. <laughs> Actually, let me rephrase that. She's the only reason I own Need for Speed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right. On, I know you own that. Yes, I do. I'm, I'm like, I on on I unironically enjoy that movie too. So, uh, yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? Um, do you have Peacock? I believe so. Okay. I have the not the premium, but if 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 you guys want remember. us to like I've... talk about Yellowstone, like I kind of want to watch. I kind of want to start watching Yellowstone. Like, let me know. And, and maybe Daryl and I will watch a couple episodes and see what we think. Oh, I would absolutely do that. So, that's that's another one on my list you that's know. just... You know, instead of watching new stuff, you know what I've done the last two nights? I've watched two episodes of what? Farscape each night. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped to the second half of the final season. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to watch some of this. So, because I love it. Anyway. All right. On that note, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. See you. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Infamous Podcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Later. <laughs>